Hey everybody. Uh welcome to another weekly recap with uh, Rico and Marcus. Now um this upcoming week is going to be Thanksgiving week. So I thought the best way to open would be to give thanks to all of you guys, the listeners. And uh whether you're gonna be traveling this weekend, uh going to see family or maybe alone, uh just wanna shout you out and say thanks. And of course, uh, over the course of uh, Thanksgiving week, you usually spend a lot of time eating, a lot of time with family, friends, or what have not. But uh, you also need some time to do a little bit of uh, side stuff on their downtime. So whether you're going to be watching some anime, gaming, uh, going out to see a movie, watching TV, uh, we got some good news in store. And uh, probably we'll start off with discussing uh, we have any plans probably and we plan to do this week i know there's one thing in particular i'm very excited uh to watch this upcoming week but uh we'll get into that when we talk about tv and uh, movies uh so what's up marcus how's it going this week uh it's going good and like rico said thank you for everybody thank you for all our listeners for tuning in and uh joining us uh we really appreciate it i know we do this again for fun and we do i know and rico and i just kind of solidified last week that we really enjoy speaking and doing this podcast and, and stuff like that. So we're glad that y'all can join us. And again, thank you. Um, but you know, if you're traveling, safe travels, um, spend time with your family, spend time with your loved ones, um, wife, girlfriend, significant other, um, friends, best friends, you know, um, anybody and just give thanks. So, uh, thank you Rico for that. Uh, but no, I'm doing good. It was a good week. Um, Pokemon just came out. I know Rico, or you know, local head Rico did here. It? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> so I know everybody's been on it, you know. And despite its flaws, despite its issues and stuff like that, you know, it's 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 enjoyable. And you know, we'll probably get more into that, you know, in a few. But other than that, um, I'm falling behind on anime. Gasp! I know, but um, I am reading quite a bit. Um, Slam Dunk. I'm already on it. What chat? I'm almost done. I think I need like a hundred chapters or so before I catch up, which is awesome um and then you had mentioned movies and i know the menu just came out and that's actually a film that i, I want to see so i hope i get a chance to see it um hopefully this week you know since we do have that downtime but what about yourself how's everything going good good uh there's a this game i'm playing right now that came out the this past friday uh yesterday so i've just been doing that i, I can't remember what it's called just some weird thing with like some little monsters or something like pocket monsters or something like that yeah right? something like that but uh other than that just kind of getting ready for for uh travel i'm gonna probably be taking off this coming week to san diego to go spend the week with my family my nephew uh has the entire week off which a lot of people do now i guess it's a uh, Kind of becoming a little a, a standard thing, I guess. But uh, he has the whole week off, so I'm looking forward to going over there and just having fun with him and with my family, going to see my grandma too. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got going on. Uh, I was babysitting some dogs this last week, so I had that going on. Uh, the weather's been kind of yikes here with a lot of uh, cold, rainy uh windy so that combination i don't mind the i love the cold and i love the rain uh never really cared for wind but all three of those together just yikes man so yeah i mean there's a lot going on man i just i've just kind of been consumed by uh pocket monsters so about it well but, let's uh, go ahead we and jump some, in oh yeah we had some good announcements and 
the first thing we're going to jump into anime. The first thing I wanted to mention is that a very special fan of ours has been really hard on the Kuroko basketball train and has been watching it. And she calls me every day to talk about the episodes that she just watched. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about our very own Nana Banan, my sister cell. And she started it as a like a background show while she was doing homework and some work and stuff like that. But she said that it was a huge mistake because she got so caught up in it. She just finished the game between uh, Kuroku and uh, Murasaki Bara. So she, she's quite in. Like, she's in already, like, big time. Uh, and we she actually called me today and told me that uh, they, she had just finished the game between the two teams and just talking talking with her about uh, things that she likes, characters she likes, and stuff like that. And it just got me super excited that somebody else like got put onto this show. And I was telling her about how it's so underrated because of the way that it meshes uh, like standard what people expect when you talk about anime, you know, like the fighting and the power and all that stuff with sport, like so flawlessly. It, it, it's just to me, it's super underrated. I, I would I would think you'd probably say the same thing. Oh, I yeah. you're a big enjoyer. Yeah, um, um it's so, funny because you mentioned it because like uh, and and the perfect comparison is like Haikyuu and I know Haikyuu was kind of one that kind of started off with these sports animes going down that road and I'm still I'm still deep in that sports anime world. I, I honestly I couldn't get enough. But what Enrico says, you know, that whole shonen anime type thing because in Kuroko's basketball it's it's a basketball, right? If you know basketball, you know the game, you're going to understand a lot, just a lot. And they do a good job of using those, you know, basketball real life elements in the show. But they give names, Vice Claw, Taurus Hammer, to these moves that you see every day. And they make it just so extra that you just yeah. can't help but laugh and smile, right? Um, or like in Haikyuu, they, you know, they do all these things, but they don't name them. Those are just moves, you know, that you even see in a, in a volleyball match. Or, you know, and, they... Uh, unless you're Nishinoya and are saying uh, Rolling Thunder. <laughs> Rolling Thunder, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of anime do this. And I was just saying, Rico, right now that um, I'm on episode... I'm episode... I'm on chapter 100 and... What, 50 or 60? Mm-hmm. I, it's about 100 or so, maybe a little more. 100 or so chapters of Slam Dunk. And this was, you know, the, the, the late 80s, early 90s of of Slam Dunk. And it's it, it's up there with um, Hajime no Ippo as far as the ultimate sports you know, anime manga that there is. And Slam Dunk, it's it's real like that where, yeah, they're not as extra, but the, in the manga, the author is teaching you how to play the game and explain the rules so that way you don't fall behind. So you kind of get that, throw in some awesome moves and some amazing, you know, just extraness, and you have Kuroko's basketball. So I'm glad Sal's on that. Who, has she mentioned who her favorite character was? Or let me rephrase that. Has she mentioned who her favorite generation of Miracle was? Uh, he she's all about Kuroku. Oh, the six man. She's all about yeah, the Phantom Six Man Kuroku, and I think she also likes Almine. Yeah, there you go. That's the and best she, one. <laughs> she also likes Almine, and we we had a whole big discussion about it earlier today when she called me. Uh, and there's just so many. They're all so unique and so different, and are endearing and like in their own ways. And I I, I think like for me, I think it's a really good. Uh, it's a very good sports anime, like an entryway into sports anime for those people that like, like mostly just like shown in and fighting and stuff like that. Cause as you mentioned, like 
their their abilities or skills they present them as like powers yeah. like like somebody a certain move that they do is like essentially their rasengan or their kamehameha or you know like oh here it is here it comes boom i'm gonna hit you with this move and it's like like goku doing instant trans- transmission or something you know what i mean so, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know like it, it that's what i'm saying it's just such a great meshing of the two and i'm really excited for her to finish and uh keep going here and then uh, i keep telling her make sure you watch the movie too do not oh, skip yeah. the movie you have and, uh, to thank- thankfully they're out on netflix now so if you're interested in watching com- some kind of sports or kind of like we say like making that transition to try something out that's out of your comfort zone. It's on Netflix. It's all dubbed now. So, uh, including the movie. So, uh, go check that out. And I, I just had to throw that in there because I've been super excited having that like daily talk about Kuroku. Again, lucky, lucky, lucky you. And the best it part makes, is like, it makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, and the best part is, is that it is, you know, it is dubbed on Netflix. And Rico and I saw it subbed first, we got all subbed. And then when it came out on Netflix, and we said, oh, it's going to be in English. We're like, you know, let's just watch it again. Dude, by the first episode, just already like, all right, watch the whole thing. And sure enough, watch the whole thing, binge the whole thing, didn't look back. And the best part is that dub is just as good as the sub, which again, in today's day and age, you know, that's what you want. So if you're a dub watcher, um, you know, that's perfectly fine. Go give it a watch. You're not going to regret it because it, it's it's even funny, man. It's hilarious. Yeah. So it's good. You got to go watch it. Do you think? Do you think we'll get it back at some point? Ugh, I, I like. It's one of those that I it always would, cross my fingers. Like someday. But. I don't know. It would be difficult. Well, maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. Just because you go into next year, or you know, like uh, Kagame, or no, no spoilers, right? But you know what happens there towards the end. So maybe if we get some sort of maybe other league or um, off to college, you know, there's there's all kinds of ways. If they really want to bring back the sports, they could. Um, I know some, which it's one about cycling, totally forgot what it's called. Um, but that one actually does take place at the collegiate level. So not just high school, but you also have the collegiate level or you also have the professional level, um, like a certain anime out there does, or it's going to do, no spoilers again, if you know, you know. Uh, I'm not going to mention that out loud because Rico don't know. But yeah, so there's multiple ways to bring back these sports manga. And that's the best part that it, it is, you know, eternal. And it is, you know, there's m- multiple ways to bring it back. Even even if these old characters go down the line to a new generation and they, they become coaches, who knows? All kinds of ideas, all kinds of things that can go out there. I I, I just want to see them again because there's something that happens over the course of the show. I won't say what, but there's something that happens over the course of the show, which like the theme is like the way Kuroku plays basketball, like his style of ball and how he kind of has an effect on some of the other uh, some of his other former teammates. And now that they have their eyes opened in a way, like I want to see what that's like. Do you, are you catching my drift? I don't want to spoil yeah. anything, but you, you yeah, yeah, me. yeah. I want to see what what how that changes like these guys and what it's what they're like like operating now under that like realization that that mantra. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean it's it's just making me pumped to watch it again. It makes me like it's reinvigorating that like hope that it comes back at some point in time. Well, it's supposed to show up at John Festa in, uh, in December in some capacity. We're not sure what, so I'm sure we'll be, you know, keeping our fingers crossed and saying, what's up? Even if it's merchandise, I'm totally up for it, man. I would love to collect the generation of miracles in some capacity. <laughs> uh, same here. All right. So we could talk about that all day, but moving on to the news, baby. 
uh anime new york city is going on uh, this week or weekend week i'm not sure how long it's supposed to be but uh, one of the big uh things coming out of there is a lot of the licenses that we're getting uh where we're gonna see certain shows i know marcus shared with me that uh, crunchyroll picked up quite a few licenses uh i don't know if you want to touch a little bit more on that marcus yeah so um they did pick up quite a few i was at five or six or something like that but to headline the most uh popular ones the ancient magazine's bride season two is premiering april 2023 that was one license that they picked back up uh if you've seen season one um then i'm sure this is something you're excited about um i do have my thoughts on this i did see season one and unfortunately as good as a lot of people made it seem i'm always very open and this is the one i'm not sure if i'll watch but i might just do my due diligence and watch it but yeah, Ancient Magus Bride Season 2 coming up. Hell's Paradise, which is the one that I'm excited about. Uh, Jigo Karaku, um, titled, it's in the manga, it's called Jigo Karaku, Hell's Paradise. Uh, premiering 2023. We're not sure yet, but this is the one that I'm, um, one of the ones I'm kind of hyped for. Actually, not kind of, I am hyped for in 2023. So I'm glad Crunchyroll picked that up. Um, if you like, you know, Shinobi's the Edo period times of Japan, it kind of meshes that up and gives it a, you know, dark fantasy take on it. It's good stuff. Um, if you, if you're curious, go check it out. Um, and get ready for 2023. Cause it is coming. Yuri is my job. That one is actually one of the more popular mangas right now. I, I know most of them. I'm not familiar with all of them, but I know most of them. Uh, but this one is a comedy. It's supposed it is getting adapted uh i believe 2023 we're not sure yet april 2023 yeah um so yuri is my job is another one's out there the next one is the ice guy and his cool female colleague january 2023 this is actually supposed to be a romantic comedy but that focuses more on the adult relationships of romance and that's kind of cool it's always refreshing usually it's always like high school or you know um what middle school if you know third year middle school when high school it's like that but very you know the, every anytime they introduce um adult couples and how they kind of progress through life and the relationship it's always refreshing to see so we are getting that when the eye scan is cool female colleague uh the next one is dead mount death play this one is a this is the one i'm kind of familiar with it um I know it has like necromancers, corpses, god, god corpses, reincarnation, uh, magic type thing, fantasy. Um, it's, it's, it, I want to say it is, an, it is an isekai, so we'll see. But that one is premiering April 2023. And then one of the more popular ones, which is actually a comedy, is called Saving 80,000 Gold in Another World for My Retirement. People love these type of isekais. So in this case, it is January 2023. 18-year-old um, girl. Um, who's mistaken for a childlike stature she just starts going and she wants to retire so she saves just like the title says 80 um 80 000 gold now the thing is interesting about this one it does have a sequel manga so this one obviously is actually super popular um so actually one of the ones that you should be getting into think of it as a more uh, comedic um spice and wolf if you're not familiar with spice and wolf as far as like the whole economy and money and you know stuff like that so um a lot of good things coming our way a lot of good things coming our way the other thing were you going to mention riku the um the oshinoko the uh but the high dive and yeah. the ones they picked oh, up go ahead. yeah that was, i was that's what i was going to go into next so take it up all right cool so 
The next thing was, again, anytime there's some high die noobs, I'm always going to do the high die noob just because, again, any competition is good competition. I'll always say that. And again, high divers are listening by any, you know, stroke of luck in any capacity, fix your, uh, fix your app on Xbox because it needs a lot of work. But anyways, that doesn't take away from the good amount of anime that we do get on that. Uh, Oshinoko uh, is premiering 2023, this upcoming year, as soon as January on high dive. Uh, the other was Ragnar Krizen. Surune, uh, Kubo won't let me be invisible. My life as an Unuokai sans dog. The dangers in my heart. Endo and Kobayashi live and Spike Classroom. And unfortunately, here I'm only familiar with four of these eight titles. Um, I wouldn't be able to give you much. Um, that's because the Oshinoko. That's one of the ones that Rico and I picked. Uh, kind of picked up on a while back. Not read it, but I kind of looked into. Uh, the other two are Ragnar Crimson and Spy Classroom. I know Spy Classroom is actually one of the more popular mangas right now. Um, and Ragnar Crimson. So with that said, again, I don't know all of them. You might want to do your own research. Um, so yeah, anytime High Dive gets, you know, um, some licenses or anything like that, it's always a big deal because, you know, any competition is a good competition. But yeah, that's about it from my end on these. Yeah, uh, like you say, it's good to have a little bit of variety and uh, have like a couple of different mediums where you can watch like your your shows or whatever. So like you say, any competition is good competition. Uh, coming out of uh, Anime New York, there was uh, some things that I picked up uh, of note that I wanted to share. First being that the Attack on Titan author uh, made it known that he's not working on anything right now. Uh, I don't know if this is a swerve or not, you know, coming out of uh, Attack on Titan, there's, you know, we're going to be getting the ending for the anime watchers here coming up soon. So I'm not going to say too much. Okay, but, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a it's an extended break for him before he gets into it. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, I mean, because of the popularity of Attack on Titan, I mean, he, I feel like all eyes are on him to see what he's going to do next. Uh, is he done with Attack on Titan? Does he have more stuff in mind? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, some other things I thought were interesting is he mentioned that the character Gabby was hugely inspired uh, by Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, which I can totally see. Then he also mentioned that Falco was inspired from Jesse from Breaking Bad, which I had a little bit more of a hard time seeing, but then thinking back to like, how he's a little timid and kind of just never, you know, they kind of, he, he wants to be like that awesome badass, but he's still not there yet. Really. If I remember right, Falco, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, then I could like see it, but I thought that was interesting that he borrowed a little bit from, uh, of inspiration from those shows of all shows. Uh, just interesting little tidbit there. Uh, Sword Art Online, the movie, progressive, uh, Scurzo of the Deep, of Deep Night, actually, is uh, coming to theaters in the U.S. and Canada on uh, fe next year, February of 2023. So for those Sword Art people, I've always uh, heard good things uh, early on, and then 
what is it like so it's a then i've heard a little <laughs> bit of mixed things a little bit of mixed things like as you go through it but it's something that i've always found interesting and i've always wanted to like take the dive and check it out and see what yeah, i think you you have to uh, check it out for yourself because it, it's one of those you're really gonna super, you're really gonna love it or you're gonna hate it there's no in between and that's just the way it is and that's one of those it's it's very divisive and and the fact that the population and even the people who watch it kind of hate watch it in a weird way <laughs> some <laughs> people not everybody but it's i i've enjoyed it for what it was uh, I've, I've watched the entire watch every arc the only thing i have not seen is progressive if you're not familiar with the progressive part of sword online it's just basically side stories or which are which are canon but side stories of iron ironcrad which is the um the first arc the first 12 episodes so everything that takes place in these films is actually happening within those first 12 episodes which is strange because we're already like you know, four seasons, five seasons in. Um, so we'll see. But Sword Art Online is rumored to be coming to an end soon. Uh, so we'll see what the what happens from there. Uh, the Dragon Ball Super manga is a uh, rumor to be returning next month. I haven't seen any confirmation of such, but uh, I know it kind of left on a crazy note there at the end. Uh, Marcus and I did check it out. Uh, we know what happens. We won't say anything too much about that. But uh, if you're a manga reader, uh, as early as next month, it might be back. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh, part one is coming uh, December 20th. We did get a little uh, trailer for that. I don't know if you checked that out, Marcus. But uh, I have not. You know, uh, Seven Deadly Sins itself gets like a, a has a really tough rep online. A lot of people, uh, you know, crap on it and stuff, but I enjoyed it. And I'm really excited with some of the things that Marcus has said about this uh, sequel. Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Four it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always hyping it up. I'm always hyping it up. But, you know, Tristan right there, boss. Just saying. Yeah, Not so we'll, the boss, but, you know, one of the four bosses. Yeah, so we'll be looking, we'll be looking forward to that again uh, December 20th. Uh, JoJo fans out there. JoJo fans, uh, Stone Ocean, episode 25 to 38 are also coming to Netflix on December 1st. I've only ever seen the first season. I think I mentioned this before, uh, but uh, I know JoJo's huge out there. And uh, the concept I've always found interesting about like, uh, you know, there being new JoJo's and like uh, the whole storyline with, uh, you know, and the ancestry and all that kind of stuff and how there's like a common antagonist most of the time. Uh but uh, yeah, I mean, it's popular. So, and again, those uh, Stone Ocean, I guess, is probably the either the season or the arc or whatever is mm -hmm. coming December 1st. It's coming December 1st. They're going to, I don't know if that's the ending of it or what, but uh, it's coming back. Now, this one, I was very excited to get into. Uh, probably because of like some hopefulness that I have. But uh, this week, uh, the Twitter account for uh, Japan, Japan Play Overwatch, uh, tweeted out a little short. And by short, I mean it's like less than a minute. But it is a, like a, an animated, an anime-inspired Kiriko short. It has nothing to do with like any kind of anime or anything coming soon, but just that they made this... If, of course, it fits with the character Kiriko from Overwatch, if, if you're not uh, familiar uh, with her. But just seeing something like this, just again, like, makes us hope 
all of us Overwatch fans out there hope that we get an anime at some point in time. Did you get to watch this at all? It's uh, called Protector. I, I got, and that's what I when I had first logged in, I said, "What is this?" And that's what I was uh, talking about um, before you had uh, before we had started. So I didn't get to check it out, but um, it does. I'm actually checking it, it right now. It doesn't show. <laughs> it, it doesn't really show too much. Like you get just a little, some some little you know scenes and stuff and you see kiriko and all her glory and amazingness and stuff but uh you do see a little bit you know you see some of uh some other people in her life probably her cousins uh if you're not familiar her cousins are also characters in the game it shows them during her childhood and just a couple of things uh her abilities showcases some of her abilities and stuff like that but it's something that we've always wanted as Overwatch uh, fans. So uh, as a fan base, really, not just us, but as a fan base, I've always wanted these a lot of these stories to be put into to anime form. You know, we get those shorts and they're already so amazing. Like an anime would just, you know, look at what the look at what anime has done for League of Legends. Look at what it's done for Cyberpunk. Imagine Overwatch, like the stories and everything and the lore are already there. Like, all you got to do is make it. Especially with the game, like, still so fresh, the game will explode. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, just like everything else, um, not everything, not everything else, because there are adaptations out there. But, you know, Arcane or um, I always happen about Cyberpunk. I'm always going to hype up those two because they're amazing. And um, it brought a lot of new people to the game. And, again, same thing with if Overwatch 2 were to make... Uh, an anime like so or anything like that in any capacity it, it it would blow up especially if the if the um whether it's a series or movie or whatever it is if, especially if it's good it's gonna blow up all right well you heard it come on uh blizzard overwatch get to it just uh that's i put that at the end because we're gonna stick with overwatch jumping over to gaming uh the coming out of Different little uh, reports and presentations. They have made it known the VP of uh, Overwatch, John Spector, uh, in a little meet and greet in Seoul, made it known that the next Overwatch hero, not including Ramatra, coming in uh, season two, this will be in season four, uh, April of 2023, will be a support hero, which I was I'm super excited about. That uh, support and uh, firstly tank with uh, Ramatra and then support is going to be getting some love. You know, you don't have that extensive list of characters like you do in uh, the DPS role. So I'm excited that we're getting another. We just got a support character, but we're getting a new one, which I think is is okay. Uh, being like with the game, like where it's at right now with support and them kind of feeling a lot of uh, support players out there kind of feel like an afterthought. You know, it's kind of like the... Probably the third, uh, a lot of people would describe it as probably the third most exciting role in the, in the game. Hey, Kiriko uh, Man makes it, makes it so much better. I'm just saying, I, I always, I find myself playing her every time I pick support now for whatever reason. So see, I've, I've been enjoying it. See, and in terms of fun factor, I do not disagree. Uh, when I'm tryharding though, like... I don't know. In in terms of viability, when I'm like trying to do my best, I'm not I'm not sure she's there yet, at least for me. Oh no, man. Granted, I'm not 
I mean, if I had to pick support, I'm always going to, I mean, because I do play, what, Baptiste and Ana are probably the two, unless I'm trying to, unless I'm literally trying to DPS, I know I'm more, no worries, but I do like to run Zen a lot too, but Ana and Baptiste, I feel if, you know, are always the, if you're, if you're trying to help out your team, if you want to be viable for your team, I think those are the best ways, so, but no, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, so it, it's nice that they're going to give like this renewed focus to or, or they're committing to giving us another support. And, you know, so uh, again, that's in April. So the, this is already like two seasons down the road uh, because uh, we're coming up on season two here on uh, December 6th. But also in sticking with Overwatch, we had a blog post that says uh, season two again, December, December 6th is going to bring us our first big seasonal patch. Uh, they did talk about you know, the other than the pads, they went a little bit into like just some things about competitive that they're going to try and maybe adjust um, and some other little things. But biggest note was like the the seasonal patch. They talk about uh, Sojourn maybe getting uh, fixed up a little bit. I know some people think she's the greatest thing. Other people think she's not. You know, it just depends who you talk to, what level they play at. Uh, but Junker Queen is another one that they've been talked about or that they mentioned might get a little bit of a of a change and doomfist is another one um they also talked about maybe we'll be getting some reworks and some big quality of life changes for the support role uh any thoughts there marcus do any of those changes you think those changes are needed you think they're not needed from your point of view uh what do you think of the reworks who would you like to see reworked yeah i didn't get to doomfist for sure right off the bat I know, and it's just, I don't even play Doomfist, and I probably won't play Doomfist. Um, and I tried to every once in a while, but no. But as far as actual reek work, it's because you don't see Doomfist. And I've always, and I, I know Rick and I've always said, like, when it comes to balances, for every character to have some kind, some sort of kind of like niche or some sort of, you know, even the, the worst you want them to be is situational, not unviable. Does that make sense? Yeah, situational or maybe map dependent. Or maybe map dependent. At the very least, that's what you want. That's what you want them to be. But you don't ever want them to be completely just no, no reason to ever use a particular hero. Which I get is tough because you're you're trying to balance what thirty plus heroes. So it's going to be rough. But as far as the changes, Doomfist does need one. Um, Did did they say what type of uh, reworks to who again? They they didn't mention names. I know they've. I know some that they've highlighted in the past were like Mora and Bridget. Or Bri- uh, Brigida, uh, yeah, like, yeah. like like a week or two ago, they mentioned like that they're looking at those characters. So, right off the top of the head, those are that's what comes to mind. But they weren't specific, like in this blog post, just that they're looking at some reworks, possibly. Making, I think so. Jordan's in a powerful place. So that Rogan is ridiculously powerful. Um, whether it's some sort of rework there, and I'm just going off based off the article that's here um doomfist and doomfist for sure needs one junker queen i'm not actually too upset about because i think junker queen's in a also in a very weird spot she, when she was strong she was strong because her shout was that amazing um in a sense it heal at speed and it did all kinds of cool stuff um but how much of that is actually now with her current kit good right for an overall team so that's weird that they're kind of focusing her too on it i mean if you're going to make her a tank then you know or in and because you would think something like that shout is more of support i don't know there's a lot there's lots to think about um and I, i'm just thinking off the top of my head but yeah it's, I'm, I'm kind of curious about junker queen doomfist for sure soul i'm i'm kind of um 
curious about also. And then for sure, Moira and, uh, and Brigitte, just because, you know, um, she, she, her, her shield, and we mentioned that last time, right? Her shield serves no real purpose in a weird thing. Her flail knocks you back, but her shield just what, like, does kind of the same thing when there's no real, like, I'm going to engage or disengage to, you yeah. know what i mean but yeah. i mean her shield bash her shield bash um and then that's what i'm kind of like that's an ability where you kind of that's it's it's weird she's she's definitely in a weird spot because i don't see very many brigitas out there and if they if i do they're not we're killing them quickly you know what maybe I mean? maybe maybe something like uh in overwatch one she, her shield was actually a little bit more uh had a little bit more Beefy. health yeah. So may, maybe if they do something like that, it could help her like be able to get in the right position, and she could use those she, that shield to block a, a few little things. Nothing significant, right? But she could protect herself from like a diva bomb or or certain things like that, or protect a, like uh, somebody that's been put to sleep by an Ana. Maybe who knows? But maybe they need to focus a little bit more on that functionality of her shield to make it her unique. Be. Because, because no other character, no other support has a shield right yeah and that well what would be and, it, and i'm thinking about it now and again just out loud if her flail knocks you back you know her shield maybe can in some capacity pull you in which would kind of be pretty not not too too crazy slow you down pull you in mi minimally or at least stop you from running away for a second or two and because again her her shield it used to stun you you know what i mean and it used to stun you completely for a second right but instead of stunning, I don't know we're going away from just stunning, we're going away from crowd control. But you know, like Doomfist is slow, or if you get if you get hit with her, her with her shield, um, it can do we can get anti or uh, hit with um, slow, right? or hit with slow, right? Like Doomfist, or or in some way, or lose maybe a little bit of HP throughout the throughout the through through a, a, a set of time. I don't know. There's a lot you can do, and you see, that's what I'm saying. Like. There's no real thing you do with her shield, so I'm glad she's taking a, a good look at. It. And like you said, you know, if if her shield kind of gets, you know, beefy a little bit, then she becomes a, you know, we'll see, a like menace, a, 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 like a little pseudo tank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, that's an easy one to me. Like the that's her identity. She has a shield where no other support player does uh, that in any way. So um, as far as Junker Queen. You know, she was just so strong with that shout, and often it's very, it's very complicated in this in a game like this because you not only have to consider like the character and its abilities, uh, but also what it enables the rest of the characters on that team. Before it used to be five other characters, now it's uh, four since it's five v five. But what like playstyle that enables with Junker Queen and the shout? the sustain with like the passive of like Briggs heal with Lucio's like passive heal, like was just crazy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, sojourn is one that's also really interesting because her, her usage and her potential like changes depending on skill level. So if you can't aim though, that rail gun, like she's just okay. You yeah. know, you might be better off with soldier, but if you can hit those, uh, those railgun shots, man, like she is a monster. Uh, with Doomfist, I loved the first iteration of tank Doomfist with the slow and the stun and all that. Uh, since they've changed him, especially now, 
you know, I understood why people didn't like the whole slow thing. I was okay with it. But then they made also some changes to his mobility and some of the tech that you were able to do with him. And now he just feels like, you know, just like just bad to be honest yeah, yeah. if you're gonna uh, die why, why are you gonna why, die with doomfist you know why I mean? you yeah uh, he, why use him when monkey does everything he can do but better and has a shield uh, and now everybody. and now with reports that uh ramatra might have possibly an ability of slow with some kind of slow ability like what like so you didn't want slow but slow's coming back uh so yeah, Doomfist definitely probably is like in the most dire of states where he needs an identity uh, that's going to make him playable in some way. You know, he's still, you can still play him, but you basically have to be like, like God's gift to Overwatch to be able to play him. You have to have like some technical ability and some crazy skill to be able to like use the guy like at this point in time. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited that they're... Uh, if if nothing else, they're being very uh, informative. Like we're we're looking at this, we're looking at that. Whereas like last uh, in Overwatch one, they we really didn't get too much of this. So even if you're having a hard time with some stuff like that, you know, we did just get a some some changes here uh, this past week on Thursday. Uh, the Zarya stuff, Diva, Sombra. Uh, May got brought back with a bug that was uh, affecting some gameplay. So we're getting changes, maybe not as often as everybody wants, but uh, it's a complicated game. It's a complicated game and they're complicated characters to work and not break. So I'm just excited that we're we're getting some changes. Things are getting looked at and that there's discussions, you know, being had. Mm. So uh, moving on, The Witcher 3 next gen update coming officially on december 14th the witcher is one of those games that everybody talks about you know they have it up here i act i unfortunately did not did not play it like in its heyday i was uh stuck on some other games at the time but now with this next gen update i do already i do own it on uh on my series x i think i also have it on pc but it's to me it lends itself more to playing on a controller so with this next gen update i'm definitely gonna like give it its fair shot a fair shot you gotta give it at least 10 hours yeah just give it its fair shot uh give myself a chance i've i've learned a little bit more to give things a chance and try them uh you know i think initially my big reservation when i jumped into the into into it the first time was like the very drastically different uh control control scheme like from what i was used to so I'm going to, uh, again, December 14th, next gen update for the Witcher, whether it's on, uh, you're playing on PS five or the X, the new Xboxes, uh, give it a shot if you haven't already, or maybe it's a time for you to revisit if you're a big fan, uh, with those updates. Uh, speaking of something very different that I'm going to be giving a shot, Pentamin dropped this past, uh, this past week or maybe last week but has had very high reviews. Uh, I know we talked about this a while back when it was announced that it was coming and coming to Game Pass. And I remember the art style really stuck out to me and made me think like, if they're going with like some kind of very different art style and kind of putting that, not so much, I wouldn't say so much like on the back burner, but when they take a chance with the art style, they know that they have something else 
and they're confident that they have something else that's going to kind of just you know knock everybody's socks off and that is supposed to be the case with this what's described as a medieval detective story uh, i know we did just talk about it real briefly the other day we didn't really get too into it have you tried any more uh or how far have you gotten or not much at all with this game I, so far i honestly i got to maybe the first 15 20 minutes because um, I tend, I go to Game Pass, download, 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 especially if the reviews are good. And Rico had mentioned Pentiment, and I remember seeing the art style again. I had no idea what it was until I realized that it was an adventure-ish type game. Make a decision, move on, make a decision, move on, follow the follow the, the mystery, and then kind of go about it like so. Almost like a visual novel without the novel part. It's just a visual adventure if you kind of want to cosmic. That's that's what I got from it. Again, this is in the first 15, 20 minutes. Um, I haven't gone back to it yet, but um, I mean, like Rico said, raving, raving reviews. So we'll see. You know, we'll see uh, where it goes. Again, I just kind of turn things on and start playing them. And if it gets me, it gets me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, Rico from a few years ago would be saying, ah, like... Visual novel, no thank you. Not my kind of game. Is it really even a game, right? <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> but but Rico today is open to like giving this, uh, again, another fair shake game that uh, I'll give, you know, my my time to. Maybe not, maybe, maybe not too soon because Pokemon is out. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if it has these scores and these reviews, it's for a reason. So... Give it a shot. Maybe it's for you. Again, Marcus mentioned it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, give it a shot. Try it out. Step outside your comfort zone. Or maybe this is your kind of game. You have to step outside your comfort zone. Because I don't got a comfort zone. I play everything and anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. For those people like <laughs> me joking. that don't I'm want joking. this story. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, give it a shot. Again, Game Pass, Pentiment. Uh, Bandai Namco has reportedly trademarked Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. So, possibly another Ultimate that, Ninja Storm game coming. That part five, or what does that it, mean? Connections. This, this would be part five. It uh, that's just what they trademarked. So this doesn't mean this. Uh, it doesn't mean other anything other than that. But you can like deduce from that that we probably have another Ninja Storm game coming at some point. You know, now we have. I, I I don't. I think the last one they made was what at the end of Shippuden. Well, yeah, it was the end of Shippuden. I think they even did they introduce Boruto, didn't they? I think they introduced Boruto in a different. What's the other series that they make? Uh, I, I think they. I, I think they might have put him in at uh, maybe at the. Yeah, no, no, no. At the end of Ninja Storm, there's that little like road to Boruto. Yeah, uh, yeah, the deal. It was like a DLC or something. Like, uh, yeah, next generation, like DLC pack or something like that. So, 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 maybe so, this is the... so those, so those characters have been introduced already, but we've already come so far in the Boruto uh, anime that there's a lot of new characters to introduce. So at this point, like, the you know they're probably thinking, okay, well let's let's bring all those characters into the light now and not just bring them as the, DLC. Um, because we never did they ever introduce like Momo and and Ishiki? No, that's what I'm saying. It's okay, I, that's a... I think I think that one was primarily like you played the, new, the last one, did you? I, I I'm pretty sure that that one that uh, was primarily 
they introduced like the new team seven. I think that was pretty much it. Okay, because I, I actually skipped four. I I got up to three, and I never played four after that. So I I, I don't know where they if left I'm, off of. If I'm not mistaken, they introduced new team seven and like the adult versions now of like some of our older heroes. Yeah, yeah, some of our OG heroes. So I mean, this kind of lends itself, you know, to introducing us to more of those Boruto characters, or updating, you know, our OG characters to Boruto form. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we also something that was uh, interesting too that we talked we've talked about before. Uh, Oregon Trail is now available on the Switch. I know we talked way back, uh, maybe in one of our nostalgia podcasts or something like that about gaming. Uh, I brought up Oregon Trail and how it always left like this uh, impression on me playing that game at uh, at school on my dad's computer after after school and. Uh, I had I did find out a while back that it was actually on Apple Arcade, exclusive to the Apple Arcade on the on the iPhone, but now it's available on Switch. Which right away I was like, "Wow, I'm buying this game immediately." And then I logged in and saw that it was thirty bucks. <laughs> Dang. So I want to play it, but I'm gonna wait for a sale. <laughs> I mean, it better be five bucks. Hey, 30 bucks, man. They're they're buying your nostalgia, man. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot better and a lot more extensive than the Oregon Trail I uh I remember, which I mean, obviously, right? Mm. It should be. But 30 bucks, like I would pay 10, 8, 5, like uh, sure. I'll do five, but yeah. I would pay like I would pay half of this at the most. I would pay fifteen dollars at the most for this game if I was desperate. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping it goes on sale here soon. Uh, I'll pick it up, and it'll be one of those games I can just uh, you know turn on my switch, log in for a little bo- for a little while, and then just uh, move on, go about my day. But Oregon Trail on Switch, uh, yeah, thirty bucks. Look for the sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Discord, which we talked about, uh, has been on Xbox, but the experience had been a little janky having to use your phone to log in. It worked. Fun- functionality, no problems at all or anything like that. But we were hoping for that like that jump to be able to just join Discord channels straight off your Xbox. And it is here. It uh, They had like a little update uh, this past week. And that experience is now... Full-fledged. Uh, yes. I, I have not done it yet, but I if I'm not mistaken, I think Marcus used it sometime this week. I used right? it yesterday, actually, yeah, when we, were, uh, when we were playing Pokemon. I was like, you know what, let me try an Xbox. So to do it, you go to the party, it says Discord, join Discord channel. You have to link your Discord to your Xbox. And when you do, when you click on that, it'll open up either a web page or you, just, you can use a QR code that, uh, the, that will show up. When you scan the QR code, it'll make you log into Discord. It'll make you log into Microsoft. Just press allow, allow, and then it will link them right off the bat. Once you do that, when you go back to join Discord uh, Discord party, all your channels will pop up and it'll tell you who's in them. You click, click, and you'll automatically join it. So nice. Yeah, it wasn't. How how was your experience? Was it pretty easy? Pretty smooth? Yeah, yeah. 
everything was smooth again i was playing on my switch so the only thing was obviously if i wanted to keep my um my connection on i just had to make sure my controller was kept on uh but aside from that rico was able to hear me pretty well right you had you were, i think you had yeah, mentioned no, no issues on that on my side yeah and rico was using his phone you were using your phone yesterday right yes so and then i know with the phone and again he was on his phone i was on the xbox and i was able to hear rico he was able to hear me um i you know just it was good. It was good. And I think that was actually, uh, I don't think Rico uh, intended to, but he, we, we made a pretty good uh, Discord um, test. I see, just see exactly how it worked. But, you know, so Rico was on his phone. I was on the Xbox and we had no issues whatsoever. We, we talked, we played and had a good time. So it was just a matter of connecting your uh, Microsoft and your Xbox, uh, your Discord account together. That was it. Nice. So I'm glad to hear it was a good experience. And, you know, thanks for that insight. Marcus, you know, just went about testing it uh, just for us, guys. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like it was like, I don't feel like I don't feel like sitting down on my computer because I don't even have a good chair, unfortunately. But I, was, I'm, I feel like laying down on my couch. So I wanted to set it up on my couch. So I could lay down and I'd be playing. And there I was laying down while I was talking. So it was, it was cool. <laughs> Make it, making the sacrifices just for us. <laughs> uh, so we did get some news about Dead Island 2, which is one of the games I'm most looking forward to coming up now that Pokemon's out. Uh, it did get delayed uh, till April 28th. I think it was, uh, what, February? Was it January or February? It was 12 weeks from from the new date. I remember seeing 12 weeks somewhere. So whenever the new date is, go back 12 weeks for a 12, three months from the date. Okay. So, yeah, we got this uh, delay. I know Marcus and I are the type that are like okay with this because we'd rather have something more polished. Uh, they, again, didn't, they didn't state a reason, but it did get pushed. It did get pushed those, uh, those couple, those uh, 12 weeks. Um, and I mean... Hopefully that just means that we're going to get a more complete, a more polished, a more ready experience when we do get Dead Island 2. Yeah, so no worries. I saw, I saw delay. I said, good. That means that means they're trying to give you a good game. That's all that means, that they care. They're being mindful. Mindful, yes. Which is very <laughs> important. Uh, so last thing before we get into Pokemon, uh, which also is a, a Pokemon-centric story. Uh, there is a trainer uh, slash content creator slash world champ out there by the name of Wolf Glick. If you are familiar with him at all, or if you're familiar with the Pokemon scene, uh, uh, competitive at all, you, you have to have come across his content if you, or you've heard his name before. Uh, he was the, two, the 2016 uh, Pokemon world champ. And, uh, you know, by... If you're familiar with the competitive scene, he is considered to be if not the best one of the best like pokemon uh players like of all time so he is he announced uh today i think officially but last night i was watching his stream and he talked about it a little bit on his stream he is going to be opening up a irl in real life pokemon gym in new york city for one day he is going to be running a monotype gym I don't think he said what monotype like his gym is going to be, but he is going to be opening up a gym. He is going to be the gym leader. It is going to be VGC format. So it's going to be two, two on two. You will be able to go. You need to register 
uh, online, look up his Twitter at WolfGlick. You have to register. You go out there. There's going to be some uh, some gym trainers as well, which are also supposed to be notable people in the Pokemon community. Uh, if you if you know about Pokemon Competitive, you'll recognize the names Aaron Zhang, James Bike, Aaron Trainer. Uh, those are so, supposed to be some of the guys that are going to be out there helping him out. Uh, you'll basically have the experience of going to uh, a certain type of gym. You'll whip out your Switch. You can either use your own Pokemon or you can use some rental Pokemon that they'll have for you there. Uh, and you'll fight the, the gym trainers. You'll go up against a gym leader. One of the world, all of them, honestly, are some of the world's best trainers. And if you can get it done, you get a badge. Ooh. So how cool is that? You know, it, it's very limited. So it just got announced today, but I'm sure, you know, Pokemon is huge. So uh, it, I'm not sure if it's already like closed yet, but if you are listening to this, hop on Twitter, uh, look it up and register. If you're, you can either participate or you can even just go and uh, be a spectator. So I just thought that this was super cool when I, uh, when I was watching the stream and he announced it and, uh, you know, reading about it a little bit more today. Super cool as a as a Pokemon head. That's awesome. Now moving into uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's uh, it's now out. Dropped yesterday or Thursday for those of us degenerates. I couldn't wait. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's out. It's great. I'm loving it. Uh, I know you're enjoying parts of it. Uh, there is uh, obviously like we have to address the elephant in the room. There is some issues. Some issues to a lot of issues, depending on your experience thus far, or I guess expectations or, uh, you know, it it being a big game by a big company uh, with performance. Uh, frame rate, uh, some glitchy animations, some I've seen some like Pokemon falling into the ground. I've seen trainers falling into the ground. Uh, I've seen uh, Pokemon clipping like into rocks, into walls, stuff like that, which... Uh, Pokemon games usually come with some glitches here and there. Uh, I think the 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 style that they went for here with open world and the 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 big undertaking they took with the open world and the rendering and all this craziness that they put into this game just doesn't lend itself to you know some of the hardware um what would you say uh limitations that they have mm -hmm. so i don't know uh it, it's not really ruining my experience i'm having a great time but i can see why some people are like upset uh what do you think about all this like where where do you fall on that meter of like on this side like game breaking on this side like it's okay it's an afterthought where do yeah. you fall so right from the, right the get-go, and again, not to knock anybody or anything, but when you come from the generation of, uh, you know, 8-bit games and uh, moving ever so slowly and, uh, have, and being patient, patience is a big virtue for us as gamers and, you know, um, playing games on the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Game Boy Color um, really helps. So it, it does kind of blow my mind where these, these things do, do become an issue. But in my, in, in my sense... When I play 
the only time it'll ever be an issue is when it actually stops me from physically playing the game. That's when performance and rendering will actually really, really bother me or to the point where it actually takes away from the creativity that's, that's displayed on, you know, your TV, right? Um, in my case, I've actually really, really, I've loved it. I've enjoyed it. Um, as far as performance, it, it, it is a little janky. And I guess Rico hasn't experienced it, but like on my end, sometimes I'll be playing and the game for like half a second will completely stall for half a second and then continue going. Um, it's done that several times. And I think one night, um, the night before yesterday, it was actually the day of, uh, I did get it Thursday. So Thursday night, I paid for like an hour or whatever. And it happened quite a bit. And I was like, damn, man, it just kept going. And I just, you know, it was it was rough. You know, it happened about four or five times from the beginning to when you um, get to the first city, uh, Platos. So I was like, dang. Uh, but other than that, it's been it's been a lot better here. Um, as far as rendering, performance, I've seen Psyducks and Rocks. I've seen, um, what is it? Uh, what are they called? Um... I said, not hip, hip, the, the pink thing with the, with the grass on its head right there in the beginning. Um, I've seen those stuck in actually in the middle of trees and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, other than that, you know, it does have its, oh, it's hop hip. Hop there you go. Hop hip. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen hop hips actually hip, stuck. Hip hop, hip hop <laughs> I was like, man, I was over here trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to butcher it. But I was thinking about that myself too. But yeah, so I've seen Pokemon stuck in, in trees and stuff like that, and um, nothing too crazy as of late. Uh, but there are instances where that the performance does become an issue. But again, um, it's not taken away from my overall enjoyment. Just that I could, you know, just the smooth. This it running smooth would be awesome as well. But again, it's not ruining anything because i'm just having a blast and i was saying rico like these type of games and rico's telling me uh that these these type of games are dangerous for people like us because we we're having a hard time actually progressing to a story route because we just want to travel the entire map completely no, no kidding <laughs> by, by by the time we actually start the route we're gonna already be level 80s and 90s and you know we're just gonna steamroll through everything so i, I i'm told rico we gotta make it a point man we just gotta go we just gotta we just like let like just got to stop and just go and pick a storyline and do it. You know what I mean? Like, we just got to go. It's been rough. <laughs> Starting. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't think this is a, a too much of a hot take. But... Just from what I've experienced now... With this game. And how much fun I've had in running around and doing my collecting and leveling up. And uh, using some of the new Pokemon... This game has potential to maybe be the best Pokemon game to date. It really does. I've had so much fun. I've logged in all these hours. I have all these Pokemon. I think I have 100 plus in my Pokedex already. I don't even have a badge yet. Oh. Uh, so. That's, I, I don't I, think that's a hot take. I just, again, performance yeah, I, I, is I've taken already, away. I've already, I've already heard that take, like, from several people. But. It might already be uh, to me. To me, I I still have a lot of the game to play. Uh, story wise, uh, end game is always very important. We kind of have reports that we are probably going to be getting DLC at some point. Now coming off of like uh, what we got from Sword and Shield, you know they have adopted that uh, DLC model. So I I think it could be the best game out there uh, in terms of like being able to play your own way. 
Now, yes, the performance uh, launches and initial impressions are always, especially nowadays, very, very important. Uh, you know, look at things like, uh, what was that space game that uh, everybody was all excited about and it kind of had a poor launch and then they as much as they changed it no the the one that was like exploration oh no man's sky yeah no man's sky had a had a a rough launch people left they completely revamped the game and made it so much better but by that time the damage was done and that's happened so many times with so many games where Mm -hmm. no matter what they do that initial impression is not going to make up for for that experience. Yeah. Right? That initial experience. Uh, so, um, it's unfortunate, but for me, it's not game breaking, but again, I see why some people are like, wow, this is unacceptable because there's, there's some little things that, uh, I think could be fixed with the patch and other stuff that I've seen that I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be able to fix this. Whether whether it's because they're pushing them out too quickly, whether it's because uh, it's limited by the hardware that we have on the Switch. Uh, again, it's what, a six-year-old console mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah. Um, who knows? But, you know, I just hope that uh, the gameplay itself, amazing. Uh, it, the optimization obviously needs work. But I'm loving it. I'm taking it real slow. Uh, I do have... uh, I am tempted to start my second game already. Uh, I am maining Scarlet. I do have Violet uh, also loaded on the the Switch. I kind of want to start it too because I want to use some of those old Pokemon uh, that I love. Some of my favorites. Uh, I've touched on it before. My first playthrough is always only new Pokemon uh, when it comes to like a new generation. So I am limited by that in, in, in that respect, but uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, and I really can't give uh, it's really, it's, it's too soon uh, to talk about like scores and stuff like that, or any kind of rating or review. Uh, so, you know, I'm loving it. And uh, hopefully they uh, are able to address some of the issues soon. Very good. Very good. Uh, something else that was huge for me this week with Pokemon on uh, Nintendo Switch Online, they did put out some icons finally for us Pokemon fans out there that had to use uh, second-rate characters as our little profile pic. <laughs> Hater. Uh, now we can use a uh, rightfully, rightfully we can use uh, some Pokemon. I think uh, there are some trainer little icons. There's also the starters, uh, the legendary the two legendary Pokemon from the box art. And uh, they're supposed to be changing the sets out every week. So if you're interested in having a starter, uh, possibly a trainer or one of those two legendaries as your icon log in, it costs like some of those like silver little tokens that you get yeah. for buying stuff on the switch. So uh, log in, pick those up in a couple of days. There's going to be some new ones. Log in, pick those up. If you're interested, maybe it'll be something you like, maybe You'll pass on them, but at least uh, for now, we know they're going to be limited. I don't know if they're going to recycle. I don't know if they'll come back. So uh, just give them a look-see, pick them up if you're a Pokemon person, because you don't know if you're ever going to get a chance to get them again. Yeah, they're pretty cheap, too. You're getting quite a bit with, uh, with the silver. I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of Zelda ones, so. Yeah, no, not important. 
Pokemon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, uh, check those out. Uh, anything else about gaming you wanted to touch on this week, Marcus? Anything you've been playing different? No, uh, nothing, nothing out there. I did get Tactics Ogre, and I've been dying for that game. Tactics Ogre Reborn. That's right. It That's just, right. it just so happened that that game came out a day, two days, three days before uh, Pokemon. <laughs> so I'm over here like, ugh. And it's tough, but no, it, yeah, that's about that's about it on that one. All right, so I mean, once you get to that, we'll we'll see. Uh, we all, you know what else? We did get uh, we did get the announcements for the Game Awards. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Which I forgot to I forgot to talk about. I probably should have opened with that for gaming, but uh, we did get those announcements. Anything of note that you were excited to see on lists? Something Stray. You got, got shafted. Uh, Stray, like I just saw a list. I didn't. I didn't really think about um what might have gone shafted or, or anything like that. But there was Stray. There was Plague's Tale Requiem, which I started, and it's just as it, it was. It's good. Like just jumping right back in. I started it day yesterday, two days ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is awesome. So, um, what was it? Plague's, uh, Stray, uh, God of War, Xenoblade Three, and I'm missing one more. Uh, for game of the year, yeah, uh, yeah, Elden Ring, Elden Stray, Ring, Stray, Elden go. Ring, Stray, God of War, uh, what's it called? The for Horizon. All right, Horizon. That's right. Horizon, Horizon. Forbidden West, and uh, Lake's Tale. I think I've played them all except. Well, I'm gonna get through God of War, God of War eventually. Still, um, I probably won't play Horizon, unfortunately. Uh, but as far as all the other ones. Like I, I, I would I played them either getting through them and I was actually pleasantly pleasantly surprised to see Stray on that list. It's not gonna win. I uh, I think Elden Ring is gonna win because uh, it was an amazing game, loved it. But Stray, just the fact that it even got mentioned, like to me that's big time because it was an awesome game. It was a great uh, story game. It was a great little action game there they could have done. Um, indie, if, indie game. Indie game. If that, if if they can give that indie developer a, a couple of extra milli right there, dude, and they make a full fledged, you know, action adventure, soup up your cat. Oh man, I'm, I'm super for it. It was an amazing game. Uh, it was a great five. It was like about five six hour game. It was awesome. I loved everything about it. So I was really happy to see Stray on that game of the year list. Yeah, I was really excited, particularly with the game game of the year uh, list, just the diversity. Like, of course, we have the two favorites, the two big heavy hitters with Elden Ring and uh, God of War. I do. I I would personally cast my vote for for uh, Elden Ring, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just for what I think a game of the year is, you know, that fits it in every way. Uh, but I wouldn't be mad. Because I know uh, we have God of War is a is a huge franchise, uh, big game, a lot of fans, single player. But then we also do have these uh, smaller games like uh, Plague's Tale. You know, big studio, uh, big. Uh, it's it's coming from uh, the Xbox family, but uh, you know, it's not like these other two titans. So uh, I'm glad it got a lot of love, uh, and not just in for Game of the Year, but for a lot. It was up for a lot of awards, mm-hmm. and the same the same with Stray. You know, an indie game being up there. Uh, competing with those titans you know right on like it shows like just what a what an indie dev can do what a team can do and make uh from this very unique type of game you know a cat a straight cat like amazing uh and then seeing xenoblade there you know it's kind of always it's been a meme like yeah xenoblade will never get nominated xenoblade will never get nominated well it has now 
So that's awesome. Coming out of Nintendo, I know you're a big fan of the Xenoblade series. So, you know, right on uh, for those games. And then uh, Horizon, kind of another one that was big. It's not like those other, like those first two, but it's a big uh, franchise. Uh, so I-, I was happy with that. I did hope to see a little bit more Vampire Survivors on the on the list. I know it was like, especially for Game of the Year, I knew it was going to be a long shot for it to be there, but uh, it did get nominated for like best new new game or something like that. I, I hope to see it. I had hoped to see it a little bit more, but I, it was just up for the one award. Uh, you know, the one of the biggest surprises of a game for me and just shows like the amazingness of like simplicity. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I was happy with uh, all the announcements we got. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So with that, we'll jump over to TV and movies. Uh, just a few a few things uh, this week. I did say at the top of the show that I was really excited to watch something over Thanksgiving break. And that is Wednesday. The Adams Family TV series will be dropping this week on the 23rd. So right before Thanksgiving, we'll be getting Wednesday. Uh, you you excited for that too, Marcus? Uh, on the back yeah. burner a little no, no. bit, not really. I, I'll be watching that one just because I've we've seen a lot of um, the Adams Family, and strangely enough, it always has has this appeal to it. So, and you know the the cast is just good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right on, and it is dropping on a Wednesday. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. yeah. Uh, Netflix is also looking at uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, one of her big works is uh, Lady Bird from the last couple of years for their Chronicles of Narnia films. They're said to be interested in her maybe working on their first two. Now, I didn't even know that there was Narnia films in the works at Netflix, but I'm a big fan of their of their previous works. Are you really? So, hmm. so, so I'm down. I saw the first one and I, I remember just kind of not liking it growing up. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I'm, I, it's not, uh, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not Star Wars. It's not Harry Potter. But I enjoy them. I love the fantasy and all this stuff. Uh, so this is like a definite watch. Well, I'm, am I going to go out of my way to watch it like I would for uh, something Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones? No, but I'm definitely going to watch them and. You know, Netflix has been doing some really good work lately. I mean, I don't know what these are going to be about. I didn't even know they were happening. So I'm just excited that there's more content coming out for some of those more hardcore fans and some of the more, a little bit more casual fans like myself. Yeah. So uh, speaking of fandoms, Harry Potter, uh, again, making the news this week. We talked about, we've talked before about WB's wanting to push some of their big franchises uh, reinvest and put out some content for those, uh, those fandoms. And it came out that some of the people that work on Harry Potter have, have in the past and are now going now again, going to push for a two movie adaptation of Harry Potter and the cursed child. Uh, I've read, I've, I know what happens and I've always, I, I thought that the, uh, the Cursed Child was an interesting uh, premise, an interesting story. Uh, it wasn't Harry Potter, right? But uh, 
What would you think about them pushing something like this out, Marcus, into a movie um, uh, format? I, I don't know. If they did, this is actually one of the instances where I would like for them to kind of stray from the source material. I, I read this book the Same. day of. Same. Yeah. I read this book the day of. Uh, I finished it the night of, and I was not blown away. I, there were some instances, some characters that were great, some, some uh, uh, um, throwbacks that were awesome, nostalgia. But our main character, man, I thought he was abysmal. And, and I'm sorry to say, um, what's his, uh, Potter, Albus, was it Albus Potter? Severus? It was, what was it? It was one of the Potter. It was one of the Potter ones, and I was like, "Wow!" The MVP was Scorpius um, Malfoy. <laughs> he was awesome, you know. So it, it, it's it's strange to kind of see, you know, Harry Potter a different take. I would again, I would like for them to actually take liberties and maybe make the story a little bit more concise. Uh, just a little bit of synopsis, you know, and this this will actually open it up for you whether you might be interested or not. Is that the it is revolved around the Time Turner. So time travel mechanic, and again, I do like the time travel mechanic. So again, that that lends itself to a lot of things. And when it comes to time travel stuff, it's very very hard to pro- to provide a you know close knit, um, pre- concise story. And in this case, because it was actually written as a stage play first before the book, um, you can kind of see that it suffers from that direction. Because again, this book is written and read in a stage play format you know what i mean in a, in a drama format it has the name of the character who's speaking and you're reading it you know what i mean so it does suffer from not even having the amount of detail that a normal book would have so there they they would need to take some liberties on this one um so maybe you know with uh with potter the main character that his son um they would be able to fill in some some of those details maybe they can fill in some background and actually make 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 you care for that so it, it is kind of unfair for me to say, and I'll be the first to admit that it, it is like that just because of the source of the book and where it actually came from. But yeah, you know, if they decided to go um, through with it, I would like to see some stuff changed. I would like to see, you know, the, what direction they go. Um, but ultimately, again, I would watch it. Yeah, I'm a Harry Potter fan, so I'd watch it out of obligation. And whether I hate watch it or, you know, love watch it, we'll see if it ever comes, you know, to life. So. Yeah, I, I feel a lot of the same. And that's why when I when I started, when I talked about it, I said when I read the when I read of the cursed child, I thought that the premise was very interesting, uh, particularly like uh, the character of uh, what was her name? Del, Delphini. I was like, yes. this, this has like this could be really cool. Uh, of course, people have their other thoughts about. You know, you like it or you don't. And it seemed like it was kind of very, very mixed. Oh, yeah. People thought like it was good or not. Uh, I think it had it had they announced it, it would be one movie. I would be like, nah, probably not. But maybe with the two. If they're going to push for two or maybe even more. uh, It would be a good way to go. I, I, I think since they're pushing for two different movies to adapt it, they could add some more. Uh, context, some more story, uh, develop well, develop a stuff a little bit more, develop characters a little more, give give them their identities, uh, you know, develop relationships too. Uh, yeah, because make, remember, g- it, g- give us more time to care about these characters and and what is happening. Uh, so I would even be down for more movies to where it becomes a, even a trilogy. Uh, 
you know, I'm, so that they can, so that they can, so that they can take those liberties with, uh, with creative and with the writing and make them fill, fill those characters out, if you will. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and those yeah. stories fill out those stories a little bit more for, yeah. for, for, for movie format, you know? Yeah. Cause it, so, it, it was a drama. It's a drama play. It's written like, so, so it, it, it's omitting a lot of those details, you know? So yeah, I didn't think about it like that, right? A, a two part movie, maybe even a trilogy and you can really flesh out the story. So yeah, that, that, that'd be something that's interesting. Now you might've maybe swayed me a bit just to think a little bit more positively. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those are just the way, that's just the way I saw it. You know, I don't want to get myself too hyped or too overexcited again, because <laughs> it's just rumors, but uh, I would be down. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, this one is uh, an exciting one uh, because I know my sister is a huge fan, was, was a huge fan of uh, the first movie growing up, but Prince's Diaries part three is officially in development at Disney. Uh, I can only imagine it's probably going to be out on Disney Plus, uh, maybe even theaters. I don't know. I don't remember uh, too much about Princess Diaries Part Two, but uh, I know my sister was all about this movie when we were little. Uh, I watched it with her probably on a, you know, I, I lost count, but a lot. So uh, shout out to Cell, Princess Diaries Three on the way. We got to watch it. Constantine Two. Uh, is coming is officially coming out and will be rated R. I'm a big fan of the first one. Big fan of Keanu. I love those kinds of movies with that uh, setting and uh, demons devil and all worship, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right up my alley. You know, Pokemon and double worship. Uh, this next one, um, Joseph Quinn. For those of you who don't remember aren't familiar with that name he's eddie from stranger things is joining lupita nyongo from the black panther series in a quiet place day one uh coming off of stranger things and the amazing amazing performance joseph quinn had uh i feel like he has a lot more fans post stranger things uh this past season versus like before so I feel like he's definitely on my radar and a lot of other people. So I will definitely be checking this out just to show the guy some love and support for that performance that he killed for us in Stranger mm-hmm. Things. Amen. Uh, we have a new Alien film on the way. And uh, there's talks right now with uh, Kaylee Spenny. Uh, I could not remember where I had seen her, but I watched her for Mayor of Easttown uh, on HBO. And, uh, you know, she's a, she was a bit of a smaller character. I looked up, uh, some of her works and saw that she, she has like, a a pretty good, some pretty good, uh, list of works out there, but she's uh, in Toxic Star in this new alien film. So for those, uh, alien monster, uh, fans, you know, something's on the way. So I'm excited for that. I, um, and it's by the director, uh, Federico Alvarez. How do they call him? Fede? Fede Alvarez? Yeah. That's a guy who, uh, directed Don't Breathe and... The other one I really enjoyed, which is the remake of Evil Dead. So um, I actually enjoyed both of them, strangely enough. That's because, again, I'm not a big horror guy, but I thought the I thought the Evil I, I I love Evil Dead. I've seen Part One, Two, Army of Darkness. I read a little bit of the uh, of the the comic book, and mm-hmm. then uh, the only thing is I never saw the series. I would like to, but I never did. But um, 
Yeah, you know, Ash Williams and stuff like that even makes a cool little cameo at the end. But no, it's it's look well, at the end of the credits, right? But I really enjoyed the Evil uh, Evil Dead and how awesome he made it seem. So I'm actually kind of seeing what his take on Alien would be. So uh, I think that's awesome, man. It's, I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited, especially with this uh, with this last uh, movie that we got. What was a Hulu exclusive? Was was top notch. Did you ever watch it, Predator? I have not heard it was really good though. The, the Predator movie, yeah, it was it was it was really good. So uh, I'm I'm excited for maybe a different vision, maybe more of the same. I'm down either way. Uh, more news uh, coming out of for Spider-Man fans. The Silk series is coming to Ooh. MGM Plus and Amazon Prime. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the with the characters from Silk. Uh, who is it that comes out? Uh, who would be our main character here? Cindy. Cindy Moon, Cindy Moon is the, uh, is, I guess, Peter Parker, or, you know, they have their names, right? Um, but yeah, um, essentially, she's just another version of Spider-Man. She's the uh, Korean female version, right, where we have um, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Man Noir. In this case, she's actually, um, like, what's her name? Um, Araña, the Mexican Spider-Man, or Spider-Woman in this case. Uh, but she's actually one of the ones who who's up there with Spider-Man, Miles, Gwen, and Anya. So it's it's cool to see that they're making a Silk series. Um, but yeah, it's, she's awesome. It's gonna be cool. Uh, real quirky, real smart. You know, same 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 thing. Um, but I'm just kind of curious because there are two Silk comic books. One of the Silk comic books has her in, has her in an older form, um, and then the newest one, not the newest one. There's three actually. And the one before the newest one actually has her in a younger high school, almost like high school Peter Parker, where the other one's kind of like a college Peter Parker type thing. And then in this latest one, it kind of has her there in the college one too. So I'll kind of see in what direction they'll be going in. But yeah, man, it's, it's going to be good. She's awesome. She's very popular in the comic book world. So it's, it's awesome to see that we're going to get um, Silk. So that's cool. We also got some uh, big news for the in- Indiana Jones fans out there. We're getting Indiana Jones 5. And it will revisit 1960s era New York. Um, as far as we know, of course, we're getting Harrison Ford back as uh, as Indy, and we know that Mads Mads Mikkelsen is going to be in the show. I mean, in the movie, we got a couple of screenshots and stills of him, uh, which look amazing. And uh, of course, with his look and with what we see. In those shots, it looks like he's gonna probably play our villain. Maybe. Uh, have you watched uh, many of these movies, Marcus? Are you a fan? You More really casual? Want you really want to? Know? I've never seen any Indiana Jones film. <laughs> none. <laughs> wow. I've never seen them, man. I, they just, you know, for whatever reason, I've never got through them. Never saw them. Never, you know, just never. Do you know that I've I've seen maybe three of them, but I've never seen them now that I'm older. It's something that I have yet to revisit now that that we're older. I know some of those films like you go back and you're like, eh, uh, it, I should have just left it be. I actually think it's something that I'm going to enjoy uh, more now, like a little bit more mature, grown up and stuff like that. So uh, I'll probably I'll probably go back and where if I can find them I'll probably give them all a watch and uh, leading up to this I'm a big Mads fan so um, I'm I'm excited he's gonna be in the film 
So, uh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Blues Big City Adventure featuring all three hosts is out now on Paramount Plus. I know we've we discussed a little bit of, a little bit about this back uh, a couple weeks a couple weeks ago uh, back, but uh, it will be featuring Steve, Joe, and Josh. So uh, for any of those people that remember any of those times when uh, you used to watch Blues Clues and uh, help them out with the handy dandy notebook. I mean, check it out. I'm sure. I'm sure it has to be a good time. I was not the biggest uh, Blues Clues watcher, but I did watch some with my sister. And uh, you know, sometimes it's on TV, and you catch yourself watching it uh, either if it's before or after one of the shows that you're actually trying to watch. So I watch my fair share. So I'll probably be checking it out more than likely with my nephew Evander. Maybe. Mm. What do you think? What do you think about this? You think you'll watch it or? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Bits and pieces, maybe if you know, uh, I think my nephew's a little older, maybe with my niece, if she you know ever get a chance, but I don't know, man. Um, maybe if somebody likes Blues Clues, then yeah, but like as far as me actually going and maybe watching it, I'm not sure. Um, I'm actually more likely to watch Blues Clues than I am Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so take that take that how you will <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny hey maybe you can watch it with daniel <laughs> uh this uh i have two more pieces uh first one was kind of like a like a, a crazy piece of news uh coming this past week but fast 10 <clears throat> or as they have it here excuse me fast x budget has shot up to 340 million Jesus. Um, you remember, uh, I think last week when we talked about uh, them filming that Sony series, we were like, yeah, remember that series that used to be about cars? Well, the budget is through the roof. What do you, what, like, what do you even say? Like, that's insane. That's super insane. I have no idea, dude. I couldn't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know. They must be banking on this breaking some sort of billion dollar threshold or something because man <laughs> i don't know i don't know as far as i know like they still perform pretty well right like i mean i would think they still perform pretty well like they're there they are those like popcorn flicks that people go and check out uh you know just because it's, it's an experience and yes nowadays like we do meme on them about like what the hell are even these movies now like uh but I mean, people, I feel like they're making them because people keep going out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, with this budget, I I expect for them to wow us in some sort of way. And I hope it's in a good way, <laughs> not like yeah, a what the hell just happened kind of way. They're going to ship them off to space. No, dude, they're going to the Earth's core in this one. Oh, there yeah, you go. They're, they're going to go to the land of King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, the, I know what you mean. All right, so jumping over to our last story, which is kind of a a tough one. Uh, we got reports this week that uh, Chris Hemsworth will be taking a break from acting uh, fi after finding out that he has uh, not just one, but two markers for Alzheimer's disease. Um, mm. You know... I, as far as I know, I think if you have one, like that's, pr that's pretty rough. 
Uh, if any of you are familiar or have had, you know, a loved one, a friend, a friend of a friend, or just anybody you know go through Alzheimer's, it's it's a rough thing to go through. And him having uh, the gene coming from two of the genes coming from both of his parents, uh, I'm I'm not sure percentages. I can't comment on what the likelihood that he'll get it is. Uh, but of course, it's going to be higher than somebody with just one or none, for that matter. So, uh, we'll just we'll just say it's a greatly a greatly in- increased chance that he's going to get that at some point. Now, especially with a guy that has had such a great career and probably has a lot more left in him uh, to get like this tough news and. Uh, and, you know, it just kind of come out of nowhere. It, it makes sense that he would want to take a, a step back and kind of spend time with his family, reassess what he wants to do uh, going forward. I would imagine, you know, the first thing you want to do is just say, you know what, F this, I want to be with my family as much as I can. And uh, what a what a crazy time, too, right before Thanksgiving. Any uh, Any thoughts on this? Have you ever had an experience with somebody with Alzheimer's? I have never actually, um, and yeah, you never really know what what people are going through, and you know what their life story and stuff like that. So, um, again, just be aware again of what life is about, and again, in, in cases like this, right, especially where somebody you know has a greatly increased chance for developing something such as Alzheimer's, um, that that's that's scary. You can only imagine what he must be going through. Um, yeah, you just, you know, you can, you can do nothing but wish for the best, hope for the best for everybody involved and, uh, for him and his family and just kind of, you know, see, see if he can, you know, make the best, you know, of whatever, you know, of whatever it is going down the line. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a trip, especially for somebody to possess two copies of the Alzheimer's gene. That's, that's, yeah, that's. It, it, and on top of that, for somebody that you, you know, he's a, he's a big star, big name. So you assume like the guy, you know, the guy has it all, you know? Yeah. He's, he's Thor, man. This guy is ripped, jacked. He's handsome. He's, you know, buff, strong. Like, you know, he's, he's, a, and if you see someone's interviews, very kind, very, you know, charming guy. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's trippy. Yeah. And it just, it makes you things like this, <clears throat> like, uh, just make you reflect and think again, like, you know, we're all the same. And we're all we're all human, uh, no matter her, what status or bracket you fall in or whatever. Uh, you just never know, right? Like whether it's whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's something like uh, cancer, whatever. You know, just uh, make the most of the time you got. Uh, be thankful for the people around you that have your back, whether it's uh, your family or your chosen family, close friends. Uh, significant others, uh, you know, just uh, hold them tight, bring them in tight, give them a hug, tell them you love them, appreciate everything, uh, especially here coming uh, with uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Just, uh, you know, and also in the same vein, get yourself tested. Test yourself, take care of yourself, keep up with uh, your health and everything going on with uh, with yourself and uh, encourage others to do the same. Um, but we wish uh, Chris Hemsworth the best. Uh and again, like Marcus said, everybody else involved, uh, anybody that's going through anything similar, uh, positive vibes, prayers, whatever it is you believe in, you know, we're putting them out for you. But uh, with that said, I think that's it for 
our weekly recap uh, 11. Anything else, Marcus? No, that's everything. Uh, again, always check out our past episodes, our discussions. I know our discussions have, have lately been a uh, focal point and a high point for us and for the uh, people who actually listen. So if that's what you're into, again, always be ready because we do drop them weekly separately from our um, our news segment. Uh, so Rick and I did talk, and it seems we're going to be sticking with this format, at least for the foreseeable, for foreseeable future. Um, if you like the news, you can listen to this section of the, of the podcast. If you like the discussion part, you can listen to that section of the podcast. So uh, we do bring two weekly, two episodes weekly, one the news, one the discussion, and we'll keep going like that, see how it goes. Uh, but that's it for me, Rico. That's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a good yeah. one. Yeah, have, have a good night. Thank- Happy Thanksgiving. You have a good night.